0: For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com/sports. That's com icom sports Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com/sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.
1: And I just remember a couple of times him just looking at me. I'm like, this man keep looking me off. And you don't really see that from rookie quarterback, you know, coming yeah. in. I could tell that he was different. And then when, when he threw the ball, it whistled Literally, when, when the ball, when he threw the ball, it was like a rock came like from a rocket. So I'm like, man, this man going to be special. There are a lot of players that when they leave the game, financially, they're good. I mean, mm-hmm. their
2: pocket's are fat. Every account they have is fat. But internally, they're not good. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Man, just go ahead and visit youtube.com slash All Things Covered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get the show right away. Pat P. Man, what are we going to cover on this episode?
3: Yeah, Matt. Man, we got a lot to cover today. Cam Newton obviously just went viral the other day at a seven-on-seven seven camp, but another quarterback got traded. So we're definitely gonna have our reactions on that. And we got another young superstar, Mac. I'm gonna let you have this title for the day. He's from DBU. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm not gonna say LSU. FSU. Yes. Uh, just because the day this is this is their day today. We're gonna let them have the day.
2: Every day um, I day. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Our man young Darren James is uh he does a, a lot of amazing things on the field and off the field because we know his hand, our coordination is bananas. Special. And he's also one of the batting players in the game. So we're gonna have the opportunity to chat it up with our guy,
2: DJ. Darren James. T- Stay tuned. Now, first quarter of the show. You guys know what time it is. It's time to chop it up. As Pat just mentioned briefly in the intro. Cam Newton went viral. He didn't went viral. He didn't go viral because he just signed with a new team. He didn't go viral because he signed a new contract. He went viral just basically doing some community service hours, to say the least. You know what I mean? Being a participant a watcher, a coach, whatever the case may be at a seven on seven tournament. And there was a video. I'm pretty sure you guys have all seen it as of today. As of tonight, you've seen the video. You heard about the video where there was a young participant player, young teenager who was basically heckling Cam Newton to say the least, you know, which just basically throwing shots at Cam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Saying he's a free agent. He's this, he's that. And Cam Newton had some choice words to say back at the teenager and responded, I'm rich. And where's your father? Where's your dad? So it was an on Back and forth, verbal dispute, that incident, you know, there were so many different headlines coming from that incident. There were so many different opinions from people who play the game of football, from people who play sports, from people who just watch sports or just parents in general. And Pat P, I know you were very very vocal in seeing that video. You had a lot to say when you saw that video. I mean, what was the first thing that came to your mind?
3: <laughs> uh I was like, wow, honestly, like I was um like amazed that went on the length that it did. You know, everybody has their ways of handling, you know, situations, you know what I mean? But if I was in the situation or if I, you know, was put in that moment and at the end of the day, we all know Cam is special. You know, ain't no, ain't no doubt about it. MVP, one time MVP of this league, first pick in a 2011 draft, Heisman Trophy winner, so you know what? So what the kid was saying is definitely is not. It was false. You know, he's he's not a bomb. Evidently, he's a free agent. Everybody's going to go through, you know, at some point, being a free agent. But you know, for me, if I was Cam, all I would have had to say to that kid to kept kept it short and kept it moving is, "Those young man, continue to be humble. You're where I'm trying to be."
2: Yeah, and you know, they <laughs> you are, know I mean? the, the the old saying, the loudest one in the in the room is usually the weakest one. Yeah. And I was amazed to see the kid. I don't know what started that verbal dispute to say the least I don't know what started it but it it didn't make any sense And you know for his teammates to sit there and see the interaction and then I don't know where his coach was I can tell you this much if I was coaching that team I got to set a standard for the respect you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you got to respect the game of football you got to respect the craft that it takes to be able to go out and do your job consistently day in and day out and he is granted he is a free agent correct but That's where you would like to be at some point in time in your career, (laughs) young fella. You want to get to the NFL where you can be a free agent. Granted, if you get released or if you're just your contract is up, that means you're in the league. That is so difficult to get. The NFL is a very, very difficult, tough league, not just to get there, but, you know, to stay there. The average Mm. lifespan is three and a half years in the National Football League. So Mm -hmm. me personally, I was I was so disappointed and I don't know exactly what was, you know, what he had to face when it comes to being disciplined for that interaction. And he did apologize. You know, he came out with a nice, sincere apology to say the least. I'm not going to read the entire apology, but he apologized to Cam. He apologized to the tournament. He apologized to the people that saw that. But you can't play for me. I got to set a standard. You know what I mean? Sure. And and Cam also readdressed the situation later in the video. I know you guys probably saw that video as well. He was just trying to talk to the kid, you know, and clarify right. that everything was good, most importantly. And Cam said in the post, he said, people want to see me arguing with another man, a young man, and to see me get in my feelings. But the truth is, I impact kids lives in a positive way, which is true. He's very, right. very much involved in the seven on seven circuit around here in the South every year. Mm-hmm. And and he said, make no mistake about it. I allow kids to realize there is an out by using their football talents to get them to the next level, in most cases, out of the hood, which is true, which mm-hmm. is a true statement. So it was right. disappointing to see, you know what I mean? Me personally, yeah. Pat, if I was coaching that seven hundred seventeen, uh, you can't play for me. We're going to sit yeah. you down. There has to be some repercussions for your actions. And that's not you can't tolerate that. If you want to make yourself known to the cam, go out and ball out against his squad. Right. You know what I mean? Talk trash to his players. Talk, right. pa- tra- <laughs> talk trash to the people that's on the same level you're on to your peers. Right. You know right. what I mean? And and the thing about me and you, we were once on that level. Granted, the seven on seven circuit is, is, is much more intense than it was when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. But I would never if it was a professional player that was there yeah. to watch us. Yo, I'm hyped that he is here and this is my opportunity to be noticed, to get noticed by him. Not verbally by my verbal actions, but my physical actions in between the lines. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. But he did apologize, and one thing we he have did. to understand: we will, we will always fall short of perfection. Children, adults—you know what I mean. He made a mistake. He owned up to his mistake. He put out a po- apology. So let's move on. You know, and, and, and let's hopefully this is a learning experience for for him, along with other kids that may have an opportunity to have that same platform at some point in time.
3: Right, and like you said, to his defense, you know, he just said his competitive edge got the best of him, <laughs> and you know how sometimes
2: that could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know you, in the heat of the and, battle, you might say some things you might not. not, not, not You might not say in the household, right?
3: right? It, it, exactly, yep. exactly. So, but you know I, I, you know, I, you know, I haven't really, you know, spoken and spent some time with Cam in a while, but I'm sure Cam is letting this roll over his shoulder and he's moving on to the next seven on seven camp. And, and you're right, he has been doing. Nothing but a great job of trying to make football and to help these kids' lives better than than, than what it can be if you know if football is not there for them. And now, and now, and it's not only football though. You know, it's it's other things as well that he's doing in the Atlanta community to to try to to make those kids' future bright.
2: Well, in other news, throughout the National Football League. Pat P. I'm sure you're aware of this, along with our listeners and and, and viewers. Vincent Jackson passed away at the early age of 38. Now, this happened over a week ago. And upon, you know, me and Pat releasing All Things Covered episode, the episode from last week, the news just broke. We didn't have enough information, so we didn't want to talk about it. But we definitely want to hit on that uh, tragedy from a week ago. And Vincent Jackson, Vincent Jackson was selected one spot ahead of me. I was 62nd in the NFL draft in 2005. He was 61st. My first interaction with Vincent Jackson in between the lines happened in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And he played on the opposing team. So I didn't see him until game day Saturday. So, Pat P., it was funny because I was aware of all the big-name wide receivers. I was aware of all the big-name secondary players that were a part of the opposing team. I didn't know anything about Vincent Jackson, did not know anything about him. And I remember the first time he lined up on my side— I thought he was a tight end that they (laughs) flexed out wide. So I I went through the media guy in the locker room, but I didn't really dissect the media guy. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I know they had Mark Clayton and some other, you know.
3: Yeah, that was another big boy too.
2: Yeah, big name players, but you know, Vincent Jackson by yeah, I know. So when he came to my own. Yeah, uh, Floyd, you talking Floyd, but he probably was bigger than Floyd. But he had no, I think he had war number one. So I'm like, who is this big tight end? (laughs) Coming up to my side, you know, think he gonna route me up. So me personally, I'm I'm approaching him like he a tight end, and you know, pappy. Anytime you got a tight end flex out wide, you you kind of like, man, listen, man, you're not about to get anything, right? So right. I'm like, man, this tight end not about to he's not getting anything on me, man. This man came off and 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 threatened my cushion within his first four <laughs> steps and got up on my got up on my toes. I said, oh. So I said, man, I'm like, hey, where, where, what position you play? He said, bro, I play wide out, wide out. So we came back to the sidelines. Hey, man, have y'all covered number one? And you know how it is, Pat. Sometimes when you see, when you're covering a guy who was a little faster, a little better than what you thought he was, you ask the other, t- the other guys on the sideline, like, hey, have y'all covered such and such? I said, man, y'all cover number one, the big dude, man, 6'4". He's like, yeah, boy, he got something. I said, who is this dude? Where this foreigner from? He's like, man, I don't know, man. He's from a small school. So the next time he came out, man, he tried to hit me with a postcard. I'm like, man, this dude can move. I instantly called my boy Travis Johnson. I said, bro, I don't know who this light-skinned dude is from northern Colorado, but, boy, he's a straight beast. It was like he, he was Megatron before Megatron. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but long story short, man, the tragedy happened, man. He 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 passed at the early age of 38. And this has been a reoccurring trend, you know, for NFL players, to say the least, Pat P. And the thing that I would like to highlight when NFL players pass early or, or they take their lives early, you know, the first thing that surfaces is CTE. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And he, the family said he may have suffered from chronic alcoholism. And they also donated his brain for CTE research. But one thing I would like to make known for our listeners and our and, and our view and the viewers is that I would love for the NFL to get more involved in the lives of retired players. And Pat P, mm-hmm. you haven't reached that level yet. But there are a lot of players that when they leave the game, financially they're good. I mean mm-hmm. their pockets are fat. Every account they have is fat, but internally they're not good. Mm-hmm. You know, some some players create a substance abuse you know they involved in some type of substance where they're abusing that substance some mm-hmm. some players mentally go through things internally where they become abusive to the people that surrounding them and we don't know until the tail end you know what i mean right. until the tragedy actually happened and mm-hmm. i had a conversation with my good buddy again travis johnson second second time his name has made the show He's famous now but uh, <laughs> uh we were talking about this because he played with vince right. out in, in san diego with the Chargers, and we were like man the nfl should come up with a platform or some type of program, an obligation. When you retire, Pat P, for you to be able to apply for it, to be able to receive your pension or your retirement plan, whenever that time comes, you have to fulfill this medical protocol, the Mm -hmm. mental protocol and the physical protocol, because there are a lot of players that deal with so much trauma internally when they're done from the game and nobody knows about it. You know what I mean? Mm And like I said, you're still young in your career. You're only 30 years old. You're still going to play another five, six years. But we keep seeing too many players who are rich. And I know to the world, when you are rich, you're supposed to be good. Everything's supposed to be good. It doesn't work right. that way if you don't have internal happiness. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, hearing that news, what was the first thing that, that came to your mind hearing the news about Vincent Jackson?
3: Man, I was uh, I was shocked. And when they said found dead, you know, you know, the first thing, Cause it would like you said it wasn't much information that was uh put out. I was like, man, I just hope he didn't take his life, you know, you know, because he was you know didn't know much about Vincent, but had the opportunity to play up against him, and I think I played in a Pro Bowl game with him as well, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, like you said, just seeing some of the things that he was able to do on the field was amazing. And but like you also said too, you know, you never know what's going on in people's lives, you know, when they when they leave. The locker room, you know, whatever mm. they have going on when they get home or what they even dealing with. You know, a lot of people deal with things different. You know, like you said, it may be a, a substance abuse, maybe a, a choice of alcohol abuse, you know, whatever it may be. Um, we don't know how people deal with certain things. So I think it's definitely, definitely, uh, would be a great idea for the lead to, to continue to try to find ways to dive deeper and into trying to make life Easier for, for retired players so that guys can have someone to lean on when they are done with the game. Cause it, it's, it's, I, I believe, you know, they, they are coming, they are doing a, a better job of giving players resources, but I think they have to do a better job of making sure that guys understand where this stuff is, you know, putting it in front of them, holding two and three seminars a year in, you know, California, Florida. So guys, it can always be a reincurrent conversation. It can, mm-hmm. always be. it can always be talked about. So, you know, you just have to continue to lead, just have to continue finding ways to, you know, put this in front of guys so guys can um, feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, too, a lot of guys may be scared to face the fact, yeah. you know, that they, <clears throat> that they may have a mental issue or issue they too. may have. You know what I mean? So that's, that's another hurdle that, you know, we all, as as men, as people and, and, and as the league, have to do a better job. At as well as facing the facts so obviously if someone is scared to face the fact it's it's tough to put them in a situation but i think the more they see it, like all right you know it got to be a sign you know what i mean it, it got to be i think it'll be something that uh that will alert them to, to build up that enough courage to uh finally you know get the help that they need
2: yeah mental right. wellness physical wellness is priceless there's no price on that but when you don't have it you feel lost and i know i can fill you in, fill you guys in on a personal battle that I've been dealing with since I retired, you know, with some of the concussions that I sustained through my career has been migraines. And I've been dealing with maybe four or five migraines weekly for over probably about four or five years now. And that has been extremely difficult. And I've been able to do my own due diligence, you know, sometimes paying out of my pocket to try to find a resolution for some of these migraines that I'm having. And but I haven't been successful in doing so. And basically, you know, upon observations and observation from seeing some of the specialists I've seen, they're basically saying these frequent migraines that I'm having coming from the head trauma of playing a game of football. Now, would I trade it all in and do something totally different? No, because that was my love. But the thing that I would like to emphasize to our listeners and our viewers is that when we signed up for this game, especially with some of the older players, we were not as aware of some of the circumstances that would surface from the game, like how players are aware now. And there used to be a time when you would get put to sleep. They give you some smelling salt. They put you right back out there. Now the protocols are, they're very, very different. But I know for me, it's very, very scary when you see a young guy like Vincent Jackson, who to the normal eye, to the worldly eye, had everything you would think a man would want to have. You know what I mean? and he was battling something. And that's the first thing I said earlier when I addressed this situation, if the NFL can come up with some type of protocol, you know, before you can apply for your pension or retirement plan, we want to have you fulfill these obligations, the mental obligations, the physical obligations, because we want to make sure when you're done with the NFL, you leave the shield that you're in the best shape possible mentally and physically to be able to attack whatever it is you like to attack and not attack yourself or attack someone else. And I think, they definitely have the means to do so because there are a lot of players going through certain things. Me personally, I'm fortunate enough not to resort to any type of substance to try to, you know, cover up the pain. You know what I mean? I just kind of, and like you said, Pat P you had, you said something that was so sincere, so in, important and so true. Sometimes we're afraid to ask for help because we've been taught to be warriors. We've been taught yeah. to play the game when we're injured and hurt. And we've been taught to live the same type of way we did when we played the game of football, you know what I mean? Yeah. On the field. So for us, we never were taught to show any sign of being vulnerable because mm-hmm. if you show vulnerability, that means you're weak. right? And that's what we were taught as players. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there are a lot of guys that are wanting, for, they want help, but they're not going to ask for help because that's not who we are as football players. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, it's sad to see, but hopefully we won't see these things continue to happen to players that are extremely young. Death is already hard to accept when old right. people die. You know what I mean? Right. Who are dealing with natural Health issues, but just imagine when people are young and they die. So hopefully the NFL can come up with some type of means to be able to prevent these things from happening. It's time for my favorite part of this show. And the name of this segment is Has Pat Heard. Now, for you guys that are may maybe new to the show, new to our pl- platform, this segment we had to introduce to all things covered because you guys know it's the off season. And one thing about Pat P during the off season. He's doing two things, right? He's either traveling or he's playing golf. And sometimes they are tied to the hip. He's traveling to go play golf along with working out. So regardless, those are the three things that he's he's doing, traveling, playing golf, working out. And sometimes all three, they're tied to the hip. And when he's moving around, when he's on the golf course, you know, tr- trying to tee off, Pat P is not really in tuned about what's going on around him in the sports world, because he's doing what he loves to do outside of play football, which is golf and travel. So we decided to uh, implement this into our show. So for you guys that are tuning in for the first time, has Pat Heard is a segment. For you guys that, that have been following the show, you have heard this segment before. Pat P has a record. We've been keeping note on Pat P. So oh, right man. now, his record so far, out of nine stories, he's gotten five right. He's heard five or nine stories.
3: Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah. yeah You're you above bad. 500. <laughs> so we're going to continue to
2: keep check on Pat P. So the first question for has Pat Heard. Talk to me. Carson Wentz got traded to the Colts. Yeah, I heard that. I you heard, heard that. that. Yeah, I heard okay. that. I heard that. All right, and with Carson Wentz, and you know, Pat P, our producer Eric, he has the love that he has with Ben Simmons. He has the same love for Carson Wentz. Really? Yeah. Oh man, this man loves Carson Wentz, man. Like, the, like, <laughs> like he loves his right hand. Man,
3: hey man, listen. shout out, shout out to Eric though, because we did have a, a argument last week talking about Ben Simmons and uh, oh, who was
2: boy. the second player. We we asked would he trade Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal or Devin Booker? Hey he man,
3: said, no yeah. Bradley Beal. But my man that night. That boy
2: went crazy, didn't he? Went, he? Hey, you know, he, <laughs> he texts me too. He texts me say, you see, Ben Simmons heard you guys talking about it.
1: Hey, him. man, he went crazy. He went crazy. He's still going crazy too.
2: He's, he's been, he been having a heck of a week. So shout out to oh, Ben Simmons. You feel free to trash talk him anytime you want. I'll take a 42 point performance. Oh, okay. So you want us to be the motivation for Ben Simmons every, so I'm not every to night. Show that disrespect. He's not going to be able su- to sustain that type of production, shooting the ball, making buckets. You know that. Mm. But. You live your best life right now, Eric. Yes, it sir. might be shorter Talk than Leprechaun. It. Talk briefly about that Carson Wentz trade to the Indianapolis Colts. I felt like it was the inevitable. It was going to happen eventually, right. and it did. But the thing about the Carson Wentz, Philly was willing to trade this man. They got a third-round pick in return in a conditional second round that could go into a first-rounder depending on the percentage of <laughs> playing time or playoffs, and they, they're they eating $30 million worth of dead money. So yeah. they just basically wanted to get rid of Carson Wentz. They, so, just, they just
3: wanted to like, see it.
2: And you played against Carson Wentz a few times in your career, Uh Pete. Like, do you think Carson Wentz could reincarnate his career there in Indy with Frank Wright? No doubt about it. Uh,
3: I think Carson has a lot of a lot of good talent. I just think. You know, you, you saw it when, when, when he had Frank, very mobile quarterback, strong in the pocket. You know, he can throw the ball while guys are still hanging on him. The, the big knock on him, obviously I just have to clean up the turnovers, you know, be able to hold the ball when pressure is around him in the pocket, be able to try and limit the interceptions, but he has a strong arm. He has all the intangibles. And the year that we played against him, I, yeah, it was the year they went to the Super Bowl. He was unbelievable. You know, just his, his touch, you know, just his placement. It was all great, and I just think after that ACL, you know, it just – I don't know if it was able I, – I don't know how it is because I wasn't – having gone through that situation, I don't know how it could be on the quarterback for far his plant, his drive leg, I don't, I don't even know which ACL it was he tore, but you could tell it, it it changed the player who he was, you know what I mean? So we know, you know, we know what Carson can be, you know, it's just all about can he find it, find it once again while re- reuniting with Frank.
2: I tell you this much, Pat P. If it does not work in Indy with Carson being there, it won't work anywhere. He yeah, you got, got the structure, offensive line is there, running 100%. game is there. You know, defense. regardless if they have T.Y. Hilton or not, you still got some pass catchers and a defense yeah. and a coach you're familiar with. So if it, yeah. if Eric, if it don't work in Indy, it wasn't just a statue. <laughs> it, wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a statue. Maybe. It wasn't just a statue outside the Lincoln Financial uh, <laughs> Stadium there in uh, Philly. So. Big time trade for the coach. They needed a quarterback. The Eagles wanted to get rid of a quarterback. Both organizations are happy, but I can tell you this much. That was one of the big dominoes to uh, move with the quarterback position. We saw Matthew Stafford still waiting to see exactly what will happen with Deshaun Watson. But I can tell you this much. It's going to be a fun offseason when you talk about the quarterbacks that could be playing elsewhere this upcoming 2021. Okay, so Pat P, you heard that news with Carson Wentz. We got a chance to really dissect the ins and outs of that trade. Let's see exactly what will happen. Uh, real quick, I gotta figure out. You know, from Eric, will he get a Carson Wentz Colts jersey? And Pittman already <laughs> said Carson can't even get number eleven. So now they're not even showing the man any any love out there. He got to go get a oh, whole new man. number because Pittman don't even want to sell the jersey number. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, Carson got that check. You know, maybe Carson want to pay fifty or sixty thousand. I'll get what hey,
0: you.
3: like you hey. he can
2: have it for fifty or sixty, right? Hey, Benji's tough. No question. No question. But <laughs> the next question in has Pat heard Tim Tebow retired from baseball? Have you heard? Did that?
3: not hear that. Nope.
2: Yeah. Well, he spent five years in the minor league in the Mets organization. Of course, Tim Tebow, 2007 Heisman trophy winner, first round selection by the Denver Broncos in 2010. Uh, Pat P played quite a bit. Uh, you played a few times against Tim Tebow too, to be exact. Uh, who was the best quarterback you played against in college? Cam Newton. Oh yeah. I forgot Cam.
3: Hands down, it wasn't even I, close. I forgot. Yeah,
2: I forgot. <laughs> like Tim Tebow I forgot.
3: was good, but Cam Newton was different, boy. That dude, Cam Newton, he was, he was, he was literally Superman, dog. Cause hey. Cam Newton can throw the ball a little bit uh, better than than uh than Tim Tebow, and he was, and Cam Newton was was faster, bigger, stronger, just nastier. He was yep. just, that dude, was hey. crazy.
2: Kirby Smart said Cam was probably the best player he's ever. Oh against, yeah, that's you know, what I was about to say football. too. He's
3: yeah, the yeah. best player, damn the quarterback, the best player to ever <laughs> play against in college. I do There you great. have it.
2: Okay, so you <laughs> one for one. You heard the yeah. Carson Wentz news? Did not hear Tim Tebow retire? Listeners, viewers, make sure you stay tuned. We got Daryl James joining us. Uh, once we come out. Back from halftime, but we're attacking this has Pat herb segment. New segment where we like to ask Pat P some questions regarding some of the big news to see if he actually heard it because he's in offseason mode and usually Pat P does not hear all the news that's circulated in the sports world. The last question for you. Deion Sanders made his college coaching debut. Did you hear that? Okay, I you guess. heard it. You
3: are uh, my, my guy. No doubt about you know I heard okay. that. My dad and my dad me. Yeah, it to was zip. A blowout. Jackson a, State was, was beat
2: Edward Waters. Edward Waters there in AIA school, but they dominated Edward Waters. Which one of your current teammates or former teammates, Pat B, Pat P, do you think would be a real good head coach? A good coach?
3: Current uh, or former? Uh, I'd probably say Larry Foote or uh Rashad. Oh, foot already a coach. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Rashad Johnson.
2: Yeah, Rashad. No question. Rashad super a a small. Head, uh, Only good, thing I didn't coach. like about Rashad, he wore that ugly 46.
3: Yeah, he changed. It. He changed the twenty six. Once we got, it, it was forty nine. By the way, it was forty nine. That's what it yeah, was. He was one nah, below fifty. He, 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 ch- he in changed the that. Year. Yeah, he changed that twenty six. Um, year three for me. I don't know what year that was for him.
2: Now it's time for twenty one questions, and here's an opportunity for our fans to be able to interact with us. The best way to do so: leave us a question, but attach a five star review to your question. So this week we took questions from Twitter. But like I said, if you want your questions to be answered in the future, leave us a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll try our best to get to your question. This week, we have a special question from a special person, Pat DeSantis, from Twitter, on Twitter. And this is for both of us, Pat Pete. Who is the most underrated player we've went up against in the National Football League? You take it first.
3: The most underrated player that I went up against in the National Football League? Oh... Man, that's tough. Putting a 168 games. Let me think. Let me think. I'll probably say to me, I probably say Brandon Lloyd, man. a lot of oh, people yeah. don't, you know, give you him, give him Brandon a lot. Lloyd. Of, uh, Brandon Lloyd was a dog, bro. Oh uh, yeah, man. He, he really, Lloyd. I'm telling you, Brandon Lloyd. He might not know this, but I'm telling you, he helped me grow up to be a uh, from from because that like he was like one of the first guys that I really had to shadow because it was in our uh, division. Mm-hmm. And you know, he always gave me different stuff. So he made me like really, really work on like my craft and be prepared for when I go up against him because Brandon was always so crappy with his with his with his releases. You knew he always had the opportunity to catch the ball, so you knew you had to be on your Ps and Q's, but no one really talked about Brandon Lloyd. And I always said like forever. You know, he was always one of the guys that, you know, I believe that helped shape me, you know, as far as you know, growing that competitive edge, you knowing. how how, uh, you know, guys like the counter, you know, off your movements, you know, also understand as a studying and your, your play as well. So, yeah, man, Brandon Lloyd to me is the probably the most underrated guy I've won against. And Brandon yourself, Lord Matt, might who's be, the most underrated guy?
2: Yeah, I think I'll give you mine in a second, but I think Brandon Lloyd might be the one of the best shorthand-catching wide receivers I've seen. He didn't man, drop nothing.
3: T- <laughs> no, I do. And not only that, if the ball is out of bounds, you're talking about toe tap? Oh,
1: Unbelievable man, that, dude, total.
3: Yeah, that dude was crazy bro it was like it was not a ball that was uncatchable for him
2: yeah yeah no doubt for me my player and some people may say well mac that guy was not underrated he was never considered an underrated player but i disagree and the reason why i disagree is because i believe this man should be in the hall of fame and the player that i'm referencing is fred taylor fred taylor mm. was oh my goodness man fred taylor man when i tell yeah. you if you could draw up a, a running back, if you can, if you can draw your ideal running back as a player, as a teammate, or as a coach, I think Fred Taylor should be the model. The reason why I say that is because Fred Taylor had the instincts. His above-the-shoulder game was tops. He was very, very cerebral yeah. as a runner. He had the power, he had the strength, he had the quickness in short area with his short area movements and short yeah. and small, small spaces, he can make you miss. And then he had the speed to go yard at any given time. And the thing about Fred Taylor, we used to have so many battles, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. We go down to Duval, they come up to us, it'd be a prime time game. Anytime we get, went down to Duval, they're going to wear they all black. You know what time it was. And Pat P., they used to try to make us the corners tackle all the time. And the oh, way yeah. they did that, crack for place. So what oh, I mean yeah. when I say crack for place, listeners and viewers, Anytime you see a wide receiver who split out wide or he has a nasty split, which is a split tighter to the line of scrimmage. And he's coming down on the end man, which is probably the linebacker of the safety that forces the corner to tackle. And for me, man, I did not want to see Fred Taylor with space yeah. in between us with the ball in his football hand. His jump cut, arguably the best jump cut I've ever seen. And what a jump cut is, is when a ball carrier has a football, he's going one way, instead of cutting across the football field, he's, he implements a little jump, and he pivots off his outside leg and cuts back. Fred Taylor's jump cut was unbelievable. I think because of because Fred is not in the Hall of Fame, Pat P., he's the most underrated player I've ever seen. And I think he's one of the best yeah. running backs. And, yes, he dealt with a lot of injuries, but his numbers – don't lie. When he was at his peak in the National Football League, I know, Fred, Fred, I call him Fred PC Taylor. The PC stand for people's champ because he was the people's champ out there in Duval. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that would be my underrated player. Yeah. And hopefully, he, ho- hopefully he gets into the Hall of Fame, man. He's, I think he's he will. Deserving. I think Getting he in the Hall. No doubt. He's deserving to get in the Hall of Fame. Fred Taylor, my most underrated player, man, who should already be in the Hall. But hopefully he gets in. Thank you, Pat DeSantis, for that big-time question on Twitter. Like I said, if you guys would love to interact with the show, uh, just make sure you drop us a question, leave it, leave a five-star review attached to that question on Apple Podcasts, and we will try our best to get to the question, answer your question. Now, you know what time it is. It's time for halftime. time, time to go in, make a few adjustments, but on the opposite side of half, we told you, we have a special guest joining us. Durrow and James will be joining us on the opposite side of the half. Yes, sir.
3: Stay
0: tuned. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Yo, y'all know what time it is. Man, we back from halftime. We promise you guys a special guest that will be joining us here. All things covered, Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. We added a new member to our secondary. I mean, a do-it-all <laughs> type of player. I mean, this man has played almost every position on the defensive side of the football on all three levels. I've even seen him play defensively in at the best football programming college football at Florida State but we're going to tap into that a little later but let me introduce our special guest current safety for the Los Angeles Chargers Florida State Seminole aka DBU 2018 first <laughs> round selection 2018 this man jumped on the scene man kicking people in the face First-team All-Pro as a rookie as well. Follow him on social media, Twitter and Instagram. The name is the same, at Derwin James. Make sure you guys follow him. This man is very, very entertaining away from the football field. And as you can see, you know, I usually swap my jerseys in my locker here. You know what I mean? But y'all see what I got right here over my left shoulder. I got yeah, that Derwin make- James at, th- at three. You see I got Pat P over there. I got to keep my guy over there, Pat You gotta P. To got to send me that, man.
1: You got to send me that. I'm going to sign that for you, man. I, I <laughs> you say no more.
2: Say no more. Say no more. But man, like I said, special guests join us. Man, Durrell and James, appreciate you for joining us here on all things covered. Number one, Durwin, you the first former seminal DB to join me because we've had quite a few LSU guys on here, Derwin, and I've been outnumbered. (laughs) You know, we ain't been retired
1: on here. Hey, Hey, they they deep. deep. (laughs) I can't lie, bro. They they, they deep, man. They (laughs) They outnumber me in my locker room too, man. They they deep, man. (laughs) I know, man. We last of the Mohegans to say the least, but man, thank you for joining (laughs) them, man.
2: Listen, before we tap into the football aspect, man, a video associated with you went viral last week showcasing your hand-eye coordination. Number one, how's your health? This is a two-part question. How's your health? And what types of creative things uh, are you doing during your rehab process to remain sharp for the game of football?
1: Well, my health, my health. first of all, that's most important, man. That's, um, it's, it's where I need to be right now. I'm progressing, man. I'm almost back to 100% where I need to be. I had the surgery about five months ago, but I'm, I'm starting to feel like me again. Just really just trying to get my reaction, like you've seen on the video, just keep my reaction up to par because, you know, we play this game. Is all about reaction, man. You got to be able to react, especially mm-hmm. on defense. So really just trying to get my technique right, man, but not try to overtrain, overdo anything, man. Just focus on the technique and the basic, man, of just getting everything stronger around my body. Well,
3: obviously, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to watch much football of obviously what I think one of the best safeties in the game and when you're on the field as you play, like the best safety in the game due to injuries. But how has the rehab process been going? Like, uh, have you been getting... Like you about, I know you say you are about halfway there, about seventy percent of like hard hard running. Like what, what's going? How how the re- rehab process going right now?
1: So man, if we were to do OTAs, I'd be I'd be ready to play OTAs basically. Okay. Uh, man, I, that's good news. I I I, I, I didn't moved along good and just starting the beginning, man. Since September, like I said, I've been grinding the rehab process, man. Every day waking up seven a.m. man, just going to get it every day. Not making no excuses, and you know just do, doing it every day, man and. Like I said, it's going to eventually pay off, and then eventually I'll be back out there playing football.
3: Hey, man, and, and you know you know, I had the opportunity to work out with you and uh, Jalen out in the Bahamas. Yeah, for sure, uh, for, for sure. The, that was, was fun, was, It was a great opportunity, and uh, I saw the work that you put in, and I was just obviously working out with you and Jalen. You know, you guys are much younger than me, but seeing the hard work, the energy, the passion that you bring to a workout that we had in April, you know what I mean, getting ready Yo. for the season all the way in Yo. September, you know, it just made me, you know, appreciate that because you don't see many young guys that come in to lead that have that fire, that have that grit about uh, – that, that want to grind. So, you get it, man. So, you definitely going to be in this league a long time. I just want to say, uh, you know I mean, I watch you from afar, man. And, and that was a fun trip that w- what we had out there in the Bahamas, man. Yeah, man, that was,
1: that was a lot of fun, <laughs> man. My dad still talks about that to this day, man. Are you yeah. that, that was my first time my dad ever got, to, you know, Get out like that, man. Yeah, That's a memory he got for sure. He still talk about it every time I talk to him. He always <laughs> asks him, how you doing, man, too. So, that is all it, love, man. bro. You, you know it's all love, big bro. Yes, sir.
2: Hey, real quick, uh, I want to clarify something, Derwin. Dur- I forgot. Pat, you, like, we had we had Crow on. Crow
1: was the first one. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, Okay, state. okay. You
2: can't forget about
1: yeah, Crow. Right I can't right, forget right. about Crow. I know he's going to let me hear it. So state. my bad. No doubt about it.
2: Yeah, we had Crow on. So you're the second DB. But talking about that trip to the Bahamas, Pat, he told me about that opportunity, said he enjoyed working with you guys. Fill the listeners and viewers in a little bit about what you guys were doing because that's an amazing opportunity to have all three players that were all pro at some point in time in their career come together and try to feed and take little snippets of technique and and fundamentals from each other to to make their game better. But fill the listeners and the viewers in about that atmosphere and that experience for you guys and how unique it was. And what did you learn? Like Pat, you told me you learned some things from the young, from the young fellas. And I know they learned some things from you guys, but you know, educate the listeners and the viewers a little bit about that opportunity.
1: Man, that was a man once in a lifetime opportunity for me because you know, I'm a guy, I I played this game at a high level and then just watching guys like, Pat Pete played at a high level from LSU, to all the Pro Bowls, consecutive Pro Bowls that he made. And, you know, for me to get an invite as a rookie to come out there and for him to share the knowledge that he had on the game and the techniques, you know, as a safety. You know, he had me doing corner stuff that I never thought I'd do. <laughs> and I'm like, man, bro, how you doing it like this? How you doing? But it was like, man, the technique he had, it was just so different. And you could tell he just... It was just so much different, you know. We had Jalen. We both was athletic. Me and Jalen both was looking at each other like, man, Pat just different. Man, it's just a different mind, a different mindset. You know, I'm the guy that goes, let's work hard, let's go, let's go. But you got guys like Pat Pete that know how to train, that know how to work, and you know, know how to get the body in shape. That's that's what I can really say that I took from that trip. Just learning, just learning a lot of little techniques, and man, just learning how to cover people really. <laughs>
2: Matt hey, P., what'd you learn from the young from the young pups?
3: Man, like I said, just for them to to have that fire coming coming to work every day, I just saw the excitement on their faces. And like he was saying, just some of the things I was giving them, it was like, damn, all right, all right. Because, you know, like most guys that come into the league, they're like, man, we don't want to hear that. Like, we ain't yep. trying to take no invite. You know what I mean? We, ain't, we, don't, we don't want none of your advice. We can, we can figure it out. And those guys are just all open ears. And I remember texting Jalen. Because he had did a technique, I showed him, I, and he can he can vouch for it. I was like, Man, hey, right. how you like that? Uh, how you like taking away that shade? Uh, how you how you like taking away that speed? He say, Dog, he said, Dog, it worked. It
1: he, worked, said, coming, it worked. Right it he said, they coming, they coming
2: right to me. He said, they coming right to me. Hey, Pat, Pat, <laughs> you know, I like for you to put your coaching hat nah, on anytime we nah, get out opportunity. Hey, hey, I can't hey, do that. Hey, I can't hey, do that. Hey, hey, that. Hey, hey, man,
1: hey, I can't testify hey. to that, man. The technique, man, I was using it in training camp, man. The boys can't catch a ball, man. Hey, what can
2: somebody, hey, Derwin, i Pat, don't want to share. I remember you told me because you remember I was, I was hitting you up. I'm like, Pat, why are you so high in your bump and run stance? And you remember you Mm -hmm. told me what led to you having that position at the line of scrimmage. And then eventually I remember being able to see Jalen when he was in Jacksonville incorporate the same body position at the line of scrimmage. And for us, all of us playing corner DB here on this uh, show right now, we've been always taught to play DB low, like the low man win. But yeah. Pat P was the first person I ever seen because I called him. I'm like, Pat, man, why are you so hot? And you kind That's of right. pigeon-toed. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. broke down why he gets in that stance, and it made sense. And I'm like, you know what? If it make dollars, it got to make sense. And I can tell you that right. much. That stance going to make a lot of dollars for you. And then seeing guys like Jalen do the same thing. I remember watching the hard knocks with Derwin uh, what was it? This, this past year when you guys were on hard knocks mm-hmm, and seeing you mm-hmm. cover Keenan Allen, and I'm looking at you, looking yeah. at your body position at line of scrimmage, and he was trying to route you up, but you were right where you needed to be. And it's oh, yeah. funny how all of you guys came together mm-hmm. and you learned, you know what I mean? Just added pieces to your puzzle and created an outstanding product from that trip. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. And hopefully the young, you know, DBs and young ballers that are listening and watching us can definitely learn something from you guys. But I can tell you this much. Let's go back to your home front, Durham. You went to high school, Haynes City High School. You know, for mm-hmm. anybody who's from outside the state, that's in Pope <laughs> County. Paralyzed. Yeah, that's from Polk <laughs> yeah, County. Yeah, you know yeah.
3: what I mean? Yeah, me, <laughs> me and Pat P,
2: we talk about the talent all the time because we're from Broward County, you know what I mean? In mm-hmm. South Florida. So we talk about our talent, uh, talented county all the time. But I can tell you this much. There's some ballers in Polk man. County. I mean, a What's lot, up? man. What makes Polk County so special? And a few names that people will recognize from Polk County outside of Durrell and James. You got Ray Lewis, you got the Pouncey Brothers, uh, Carlos, Vince Williams. Carlos Williams, those guys are from Polk County as well. A lot of people are from Polk Polk County, but
1: mm-hmm. what makes Polk County football so special? I don't know, man. I think it's something in the water down there. It, it's just <laughs> like when, when you grow up and start playing, I think that's what gives us it, – it's just I think our competitive edge, man. I always wanted mm-hmm. to win. I always wanted to be great. and I always wanted to compete. And I think you learn that as a kid, and you develop those habits as a kid where I'm from. So, like, really, man, that's why I say the football, man, is it, no other like Florida football, man.
3: Man, no doubt about it. So with with your family having similar dynamics with your cousin, Ed, Edwin James and uh, Michael James, and then Vince and Carlos Williams all played in the league. What was it like having to learn from, you know, your family members that also that grew up before you having to live the lifestyle that you mo- uh, that you dreamed about?
1: Uh, you know, it was a little different, man, because, you know, I, like I said, I grew up. They was much older than me, you know, so I always got to see like them, pe- them play and compete. I'm like, man. I want to be on that level. I want to play like you know what I'm saying. I grew up. I remember watching Chris Rain and the Pouncy Twins at Lakeland uh, mm-hmm. back back when I was young. I'm like, man, I want to be on this level. I feel like I could be on this level. And I just used to just watch how they. I used to just go with my friends. I want old enough, but we'll just go out there just watch them practice, like before right. the games and stuff. We'll just watch them practice and watch them doing the drills. To me, that was cool. Like growing up, just watching the older people, like you know what I'm saying, do stuff, and then eventually you know it's my turn to get out there and and man it just it took off from there man
2: in high school you was a dominant player i'm odell haggins recruited you uh yeah.
1: shout out to odell yeah like, for sure, for sure. there's a for there's sure. a, there's a little you know, rumor you
2: know circulating from uh hang city that you played nose guard in high school is that true
1: yeah, I had a couple snouts. It was it was a package though. It was a, a like a little package, but I, I had a look good a couple shares, man, for for sure though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it it was cool, man. You know, high school we 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 more athletic than most of the guys, but it's a lot of athletes in Polk County too, though. Yeah, no doubt. Oh man,
3: well you we all know that you, uh, you're, very, uh, you're you're very you're very versatile in, in a lot of things. What do you how how did you come so good at so many things? Like were you just just very, very – that one of those kids that was just active or you – know, <laughs> Man, I was – yeah,
1: yeah, it was that, bro. I was I was very active as a kid. I always wanted to do something to keep myself busy. Like, whether it's mm-hmm. playing basketball, whether it's running track. Like, whatever sport it was, whatever season it was, like, I needed to be doing it. And then I just – like I said, I developed that, just just playing, playing every day with my friends, man, and playing different positions. My whole life I played offense. I was an offensive player. I never really played defense to – Ninth grade, crazy Who were story. You were playing on grade, offense. You were playing running back, uh, quarterback. Running, I was a running back my whole life, so I played really? running back my whole life. So wow. eventually, I, but eventually, I hit a growth spurt. I started getting taller and taller. And then in my ninth grade, uh, you said I went to Han City, but my ninth and tenth grade, I went to a school called Arundel High School, okay. former right. school where Tracy McGrady went. All yeah, that. Cha- Chauncey oh, Davis went there. I played Yeah, with Chauncey, yeah, yeah, State. yeah. So I went. I went there for two years. Uh, my for mm-hmm. my ninth and tenth grade year. And mm-hmm. man, the only position open on varsity was safety. And like, they ain't allowed freshmen to play varsity like in high school at that school for some reason. I ain't, I ain't know why, but I was like, I'm not playing JV. So, man, <laughs> I just learned how to play safety from there. I'm like, man, I need to learn how to play safety. I went on YouTube. I started going to the like the, the, the little Nike camp when they came like to Orlando, like yep. when they came right. close. I'm like, man, All I need right. to just go, go out and compete, you know, try to get better. So man, that's that's really what it was. That's that's where it took off from there. And then I just stayed dedicated, man. You know the work that it that it takes.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and talking about safety, the mm-hmm. safety position. When was the first time you heard someone compare you to Sean Taylor? And what did you uh, what did you think about that comparison? Hearing that, and I know how much you look up to Sean Taylor.
1: Now that was crazy because you know I don't, I, don't, I ain't really a guy that like to compare like a lot of people because I feel like everybody different in their own ways. People bring different things to the table, but you know, just hearing that compliment, man, tell me that I'm I'm headed in the in the right path because, you know, he's a great player, man. Rest in peace to yeah, him. But, man, know. he's one of, like, everybody knows, that's my favorite safety of all time, man. And just, you know, I try to implement things, how he plays, just watching film and tape on him, how he plays, just roaming the field. You know, I try to emulate that in my game. So, you know, just hearing that comparison lets me know that I'm on the right track, man. And I got a lot of work to do. So, you know, I'm
3: ready. Well, this question is for both of y'all. I know Mac don't have no tact, too. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what was uh, what, what was your your parents' reaction once you came home with that Florida State N- uh, Florida State Seminole tattoo?
2: While in high school,
1: by the way, he was still- yeah. While yeah, in yeah, high yeah, school, yeah, yeah, yeah. while yeah, in so, high school, so it was crazy. My mama told me she said if I ever get a tattoo, she was gonna kick me out of the house. Crazy story. She's like, <laughs> She's like, if you ever get a tattoo in high school, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be here. Like you, you, you don't want to be a thug. You don't need to be. You don't need right. to be none of that. So yeah. one day, one day I caught in a good mood. I don't know how I think she was going to have done or something. She was with my aunties or whatever. <laughs> it was a Friday. Yeah, yeah, it was like, It was a Friday. You know, the weekend Saturday, I was like in the ninth grade. Yeah, like ninth grade. I called, I'm like, hey, mom, you know, I went and got a tattoo just to test out to see how what she was say." Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, that's you. If you want to look like a fool, that's on you or whatever. As soon as she said that, I went straight to the tattoo shop, man. <laughs> I got tattooed. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you got the Florida State tattoo as a freshman. <laughs> Oh, um when I committed, so I got offered by Florida State my ninth grade year, and then I committed. Yep. And then my tenth grade year, I believe I got the uh Florida State tattoo. I had got a couple tattoos before the uh Florida State window. Mm-hmm. I had already had like uh-huh. a couple of oh, my on my shoulder so Oh, show. you was already tattooed. Yeah, of my mama gave me the green light, like, man. I was I was like, yeah, man, yeah, let's no. do it. <laughs> it was over. So that was that was kind of how it was, man. How many tattoos you got now? Man, I don't even know how to count, man. I'm full up on my arms. I don't know how to count oh. me no more, man. It's, it's it's full, so you know I don't know how to count, man. I
2: can tell you this much, Durham. When you got that Florida State tattoo as a sophomore, it, it was the inevitable. You was gonna go to Florida State. You had to go to Florida yeah. State. Man, that
1: was, that was my team, man. I knew, and I'm a man. I'm a, I like to be a man of my word, man. If I commit to a school, man, I don't care who coach. I don't care who doing it. I wanna I wanna commit. So when I committed, I was like, man, this is where I'm going. So that's what I stuck by, you know. And
2: and, and speaking of
3: Florida State. How, how, how was Auntie question. Tina May? Huh? What's your? You ain't you, 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 you ask yours, man. How was Auntie Tina May when you, you, when,
1: when, you when you tattoo, to that? man? You know what nah, not- I'm <laughs> <laughs> we talking about tattoo. Hey, my mama, like, she played, bro. she ain't hey, play it. But some hey, day, I'm a grown day,
2: man. I don't got no
1: tattoos. I don't even hey, want none day, right that now. That day she let me, up, she let me <laughs> on, Pat. <laughs> yeah, she let you go <laughs> Hey, she let me go And then I, I ain't look back, man It was, it was crazy, man <laughs> Hey, Pat P, I ain't have no uh, no threats
2: But I ain't even asked a question about a tattoo right. You know what Heady I mean? Max. I, I think hey, the, the, the most rebel thing I did was get my ears pierced
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, For but, sure, man But,
2: Duro, when you look at Florida State, man You had a, a great career uh, You jumped on the scene, you know, kicking people in the face Real. But out of all the big games that you were involved in as an individual, what was the biggest, the best Florida State game you were a part of as an individual?
1: Coming from you, uh, the best individual that I was a part of, I have to say, individual uh, my game. Junior, my junior year, my junior year, I have to say, we played Florida. We went to the swamp, shut them boys out twenty. I think it was like twenty four to, to two. That's the game Dalvin went crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, was that Dalvin yet? Yeah. That wasn't Dalvin yet. That was uh, Brian Burns and a couple of other guys we had on our team. Dalvin was already cool. gone. No, Cook wasn't there because nah, that, that's Cook, the game Cook. I
2: remember. You lined up at
1: DN and you. Oh no, one. that was my freshman year. That was that was my freshman year. That, that was, was my the freshman, freshman year. when you hip tossed the, the tackle. Yeah, yeah. When I threw the tackle, <laughs> that was my freshman.
2: Year. And that's the Adal and Cook. Was yeah, there then. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
1: right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Cook one there my junior.
2: Hey, Pat Peters, man, is a freshman, safety lined up at DN and hip toss the right tackle and knock him into the guard. <laughs> I said, man, this that, man got that's that, that's that Polk County strength, bro. Right. That man hip toss the, the <laughs> tackle. They did, That's what they need to do. need to go ahead and have that package for you with the
1: charges, man. Could tell Coach Staley, get ready. Yeah, right. Man, I got. I got to get out there for them boys, man. They waiting on me, so we gonna. It's gonna be excited this year, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I know they waiting yeah. on me, man. That's yes, gonna sir. be fun, man. <laughs> hey, so when you look at
2: draft night, and I tell people this all the time, you know there are a lot of people that will never experience that. There are only a few players during that they're happy. With their draft spot where they got selected at, and on this call, you know, I went in the second round. I thought I was gonna go first round. I was disappointed. I was mad because I didn't go as high as I thought I was would go. Pat P, you no, know, Pat P was top five. Top so five. I don't, think, was I don't five. think, yeah, I don't he think he had any it. complaints. i don't,
1: Pat P. Did you have any complaints about where you he got drafted? Still mad. He probably thought he should yeah. have won. Well, he, <laughs> you know, everybody knew Cam was gonna go number one. That was yeah, a given. Yeah. So, that so I think, Pat, yeah. I think think yeah, Pat, yeah, Pat P, champion.
2: out of all three of us, Daryl, I think it's safe to say Pat P was the only person amongst all three of us that was okay where they got drafted but i know you felt some type (laughs) of way getting drafted being the 17th selected player do you still remember the guys that went before you and what motivation has that brought to your game currently to this date knowing that you were selected 17th and i felt like you should have been easily a top 10 player but no no doubt if you remember the names that went before you or the dbs that went before you read them off and do you still use that as motivation to this day
1: Yeah, of course I use it as motivation because it was, like I said, it was 16 teams that passed on me, like I said. And it was one DB only took before me, Mika uh, Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. He's a great player. But, you know, I I feel like I should have been a top DB that year. But, you know, the chips fell where they where they fell. So, you know, all all we could do is just continue to work, man, and just go out there and get ready to show it on Sundays, man. No doubt.
3: And with the pandemic now obviously making the world so different, what -hmm. do you have to be – the most careful about being a young star in the L.A. in the Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, you in, uh, yeah, in La La Land, man? Tell us what that lifestyle.
1: Man, like. man, you can't you can't get caught up in the clutter. I call it the clutter, man. You gotta yeah. Keep yeah, the main thing, the main thing, really, man. Cause like it's a lot of distractions out there, man. You know with the club and it's just different things that don't really matter right now. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. a lot, especially L.A., big city, man, limelight. So you just you got to keep the main thing the main thing. That's what I'm doing, man. I'm trying to get back out on the field because Lord knows I miss it, man. But like like i said i'm just ready two-part question
2: for you derwin you know your rookie season you were all pro what was the welcome to the league moment for you when you either got beat real bad by a receiver or a tight end or someone run you ran you over anything like that and then at what moment in your rookie year did you realize yo i can dominate on this level
1: uh so that first question rec- welcome to the nfl i said that was week one because we played at kansas city they had me at free safety i wasn't that strong and uh-huh. Those boys were running so many post routes and goal routes and double mm-hmm. moves. So, you know, from Tyreek and all those receivers. So I say that was my, my first game in the league was welcome to the NFL because I had to make a couple plays deep. They tried me like a lot. Yeah. So really, really, that was my first welcome to the NFL. Then my moment where I knew I was in the NFL, it probably had to be like probably like later in the season, like when we played Pittsburgh, I think it was like that Sunday, Sunday night. night. I Yeah, was there. Sunday night. Sunday yeah. night game because it was it was everybody was watching it was kind of like my family was watching everybody was back home and I I told everybody I was like man I need a big game man. I just need to show everybody what I could do
2: you show it out. Then, then you know you hit, know, you was, hit James Conner man one time almost took his whole soul out of his body
1: yeah I was trying to hit all the boys A B James Conner I was they whole <laughs> team I was just trying to I was trying to hit them boy like,
3: hey man well uh, with Justin entering uh, having so many doubters entering the league after acquiring you know obviously all the doubters winning the rookie of the year you know, in your opinion, you know, how did he, how did he perform this year? And what do you think he have uh, to prove on to, to take you guys to the next level?
1: Man, I feel like Justin's special, man. He's, he's, he's a great quarterback, man. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And man, I I, I can only say the center so high for him because like you say, man, he had that chip on his shoulder coming in. It was two quarterbacks taken before him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I said for him, you know what I mean? But, he came in and worked hard. He made no excuses, man. It, it was a lot different because them boys didn't have OTAs. They didn't have rookie right. mini camp, like uh, like nothing, man. They ain't get. They, I don't even think they walked across the stage. So you know, just coming in, working hard, and then you know, it was unfortunate what happened to Tyrod. But he was ready to go, man. When his number was called, he stepped in and he led his team, and he got rookie of the year, man. So mm. I, I only feel like he's only going to get better, and I feel like he's going to take us to a lot of great places.
2: At what moment? Did you realize, you know, for us, you guys see things before we see it as fans because you play with him, you practice with him. But at what moment did you realize like, yo, this kid can be special? I mean, we saw hard knocks. You know, we got a chance to see the the inside scoop, to say the least. But you saw him every day. At what moment during training camp did you realize like, man, we might got a special one right here?
1: Yeah. Man, it was like it was during that scrimmage that I think I got hurt or even before that. It was like times in practice where he flashed out. But I remember that scrimmage, you know, they kind of put the second group with the starting ones, mm-hmm. the offensive group. And he came in and, you know, he didn't have Keenan out there. He didn't have like none of the number one receivers out there. So all I can remember was as a defense just getting ready. And I just remember a couple of times him just looking at me. I'm like, this man keep looking me off. And you don't really <laughs> see that from rookie quarterback, you know, coming yeah. in. Looking, looking at the strong safety, seeing where he at, you know what I mean? So he was – I could tell that he was different. And then when, when he threw the ball, it whistled Literally, when, when the ball – when he threw the ball, it was like a rock came like from a rocket. So I'm like, man, this man going to be special. And I knew he was smart. So I'm like, man, he got all the intelligence. would be great. So I already knew it.
2: Yeah, he proved it. He definitely proved yeah. it. We know you tight with Jalen. and Both of you guys are out there in Los Angeles. But what was the first thing he told you about your new coach, Coach uh, Brandon Staley, former Rams defensive coordinator?
1: Man, he said, you're going to love him, man. He that was he was like, man, basically, like, with Jalen tell me he a dog, he a dog, man, because he was like, <laughs> he a dog as a coach. And we all know Jalen in this chat. Uh, but, right. <laughs> man, he told me that we're going to have a lot of fun. He told me that he's going to be able to use me different more than he was, because, you know, he's a corner, so you can move safeties a little more than you can with corners, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, it, he says it's gonna be a lot of fun, man, and uh, he's a great guy, man. He, you know what I mean. He, he got an expectation that he expects, so that's all you can ask for as a coach. You know, somebody that's gonna motivate you and push you every day and help okay. he- he okay. you to a standard. So, what all you right, think
3: well, the ceilings we- can be for the Chargers if everyone stays healthy?
1: Man, sky's the limit. Uh, to be real, brody, like I, I, I feel like we got, we got a g- great chance, man. Sky's the limit for sure. We got a young team, a lot of dogs for sure.
2: No question. Stay healthy, man. You guys know what y'all can do. Y'all got a quarterback. I can tell you that much. Yeah, for sure. The, that's the most important thing you gotta have. Sure. you got a quarterback. We got our
1: guy. Heard yes, that sir. Guy,
2: yes, sir. Before we let you go, we're gonna transition to the superlative part of our show. We hit you with rapid fire questions. We want your unbiased, honest answer. First right. question: better school at producing DBs. <laughs> LSU of Florida
3: State. All right, best.
1: Best defensive back that plays in La La Land. The, be- the best defensive back that plays in La La Land. That play in L yeah, A. Who the best defensive back that play in L A. Oh, the best defensive back that play in L A. Yeah. Oh, 33rd, man. Come on, thirty <laughs> third Street. I like that. Thirty third yeah.
2: Street. Yeah. All right. We hear you a big time Madden guru. Allegedly, yeah. right? That's what they say. That's the man from Fluid Big time titles, man. That man got
3: yeah,
1: they, titles. That's, that's
2: what they say. They say best athlete, <laughs> best athlete or celeb you've played Madden against.
1: Best athlete or celeb? It got to be Snood celeb. was tough, man, to be a rapper. Yeah, I, I didn't that. expect him. It, we had Snoop a tight Gala game. Gala game? I'm, I'm, I'm lucky the power went out because like Snoop was tough on me. It was it was a close game, but the power <laughs> hey, went out in the third quarter. So hey, you kind of pull that connection. I, I man. think Snoop had to go man, re- you, re- rejuvenate. He had to go rejuvenate, so he he wasn't focused. That much. <laughs> hey, you probably was proud to hit that power boy. Snoop had that pressure on you. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Saying.
3: Hey, uh, the school you hate the most
1: to this day: Florida or Miami? Florida Gators, ASAP. Uh, yeah, any i right with Florida, you. Florida Gators, bro. It's like we we hate Miami too, but it's just like it's a love hate with Miami. Like, I, yeah. I got a couple of dogs on Miami, you know what I mean? You're right? Florida, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I got no homeboys from Florida like that. I don't know. Hey, I tell people all the time, Derek, <laughs> you
2: you dislike Miami, but you respect them because, like, yeah, said, yeah, we, yeah, we for
1: got, sure. we got... like I say, I like we'll kick it after the season or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, well, you, Florida, ain't, hanging with, you ain't hanging with them gators, man. No, nah, <laughs> the gators,
2: <laughs> no, nah, we don't hang with them boys. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. But, hey, Daryl, man, we appreciate you joining the show. We're going to let you go. Uh Anything you want to pull up? I mean, you're man, a big-time gamer, man. What's I, up?
1: Man, I appreciate all y'all, man, having me on, Pat. You know it's always love, man. Yes, appreciate sir. everything you've done for me, especially early in my career, bro. Appreciate you, too, man. Just yeah. thank y'all for having me, bro. Hey, no doubt. How, we what's gonna your online name? Man, this, uh, all this stuff? Oh, bro. my online name, uh, ball underscore out underscore three three that's easy y'all go do that
2: hey i don't play like i used to but pat can contest my Madden skills i used to be i used to be real tough out there during but nah, i smack you first
1: quarter man oh man you disrespectful man. oh yeah, man. man
2: hey Durham, in my heyday I didn't pick a team. I just did random select. So I hit it three times. What whatever I, do. Team. I do that.
1: I do whatever team you land on. I do three randoms, man. Yeah, three so randoms. If yeah, you pass the random. team, you can't go back to them. So if you go to the third team, you stuck on them. You know how y'all pick okay. between the three yeah. teams? We yeah, do a yeah. hardcore. No, if you go yeah. to that third team, third you team. stuck yeah, with them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, sure. that's I the I way you got to do it. So yeah, yeah. tell your yeah. friends. That's how you do it. For yeah, real. that's what I used to do. Okay,
2: okay. yeah. I don't pick a team. I do random select. You know, everybody wants to get the best team. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey man, best of luck to you. I'm gonna send this jersey to you so you can sign it. Man yeah, stay I'm get healthy. You we can't we we can't wait to see you on the football field causing hell for any offense you face off against, man. All right,
1: man. Appreciate y'all, boy. Y'all stay up.
3: Thanks again to Darren James and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with you next week where you can expect all things will be covered. Peace. Peace.